0: Sup we Chodes? Welcome back to my podcast. <laughs> I don't know what we're calling this anymore. It used to be called Off the Big be- Off the McBeaten Path, but maybe because I can't say the name of my own goddamn podcast, maybe that won't be it. Um, open to suggestions in the comments if you'd like to name the podcast. Um, I would be interested to hear what you have to say. Uh, right now it's called Small Brain Pod. Not married to that. Um, so anyways, yeah, leave a comment and let me know what you want it to be called. Um, Let's see. Oh, the reason I haven't uploaded in 11 fucking months is because I lost the email address associated with this account. Yeah, really on some small brain shit. So I was uploading or I was recording podcasts in a lot of countries I was in as I was traveling. Like once a month, I would do a podcast. But they got lost in the ether because I was not able to fucking upload them. So they'd just been sitting on an SD card, and now I'm finally getting around to it. So this one's from India. Um, yeah, it's an old-ass podcast, but it's still interesting. Uh, one thing that you should note is I fucked up the camera. I think I deleted the video off the camera. So this one has no video. I'm trying to do a cute little visualizer for you guys to keep you fucking engaged in your little ADD brains. Um but this podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, question mark. Maybe give it a quick Goog, see if it's on there right now. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Just wanted to give you a little briefer on what I've been up to, what's going on with the podcast. If you haven't, please subscribe. I really could use the help trying to get this channel monetized. And uh, yeah, share it with your friends. I think it's good shit. It's good stories. It's, it's a good time. Also, I had another technical issue while recording this podcast. Um, I think the fucking little piece of shit mic died that I have that takes AAA batteries. They must have died on me as I was recording. So I picked back up recording on my phone. Doesn't really fucking matter. But <laughs> I was in the middle of a story about Iraq and like the purity culture over there and like how people have sex, how they date. So randomly. It'll just pick right back up in a conversation. It's like a minute and a half in just about anal sex, about how guys are doing girls in the butts in Iraq because they don't do it in the puss, because that would mean they're not pure. really on some Catholic shit. But I just want to brief you on that just so you have a little context. It's a bit strange. It comes out of left field. So uh, yeah, just be prepared for that. Anyways, guys, enjoy the podcast and I'll see you in the next one. Peace. Oh, and also one more thing. You're about to see the first Small Brain American logo on the the podcast player screen. I'm super excited about it. It's about to be on some t-shirts. They're going to drop in a couple weeks. They're going to go on Patreon first. So if you want first access, it's going to be a limited drop. Go join the Patreon. The lowest tier is $3 a month. So not to worry. It's not not crazy expensive. And you'll get first access to that shit. I think it's going to be really dope, really awesome. I'm finally doing merch guys and I'm so excited. I'm really happy with how the logo came out. So anyways, yeah, go join the Patreon if you want access to the merch. Anyways, enjoy the podcast, bye bye. Greetings humans and welcome to another episode of Off the McBeaton Path. Today we are on a rooftop in Delhi, India. Isn't it grand? This is like the first actual background we've had for a podcast, so this is pretty fucking sweet. (laughs) Thanks for coming along guys if you haven't already please subscribe to the second channel we're really trying to get this thing off the ground as well as the first channel we're also still in the startup phase so i would really appreciate any help with subscribing commenting liking all that good stuff so anyways guys last i talked to you we were in baghdad iraq with nolan that was a quite the adventure we had some weird experiences there but overall i had a really good time um Let's see, I'm trying to catch you guys up. It's been about a month since we last spoke. Um, I've been to Pakistan and India since we last spoke. So I really wanted to go to Iran, but with the whole protesting and the fact that it takes about two months for Americans to get visas, along with the fact that even if I got the visa, the goddamn tour guide would cost like $1,100 for seven days, which I literally do not have. So I'm like, might as well keep sending it, take a cheeky flight. And had to skip Iran, so hopefully we'll we'll get that on the next go round. But yeah, dude flew into to India and um Alright, I'm gonna record the rest on my phone because apparently my fucking mic died, so anyways, um yeah dude I met guys in Iraq that said they've had sex with twenty-five plus girls. All anal sex. All of them. They've never had sex in the vagina. That is so fucking crazy to me because in the west it's like obviously i don't have to tell you guys but it's like you kind of work up <laughs> to anal like that's the thing you do with like your girlfriend that trusts you and everything but no they're like dude first date like fucking put in her ass dude <laughs> it's so crazy to me bro it's so crazy to me it's so different and like that's like one of those things where you would never predict that's going on. Like, I just imagine. Okay, if they're if they're like virgins before marriage, it means they're not having sex. They're like holding hands, whatever. They're, it's like G-rated. But I didn't think it was gonna be like some hardcore fucking anal, bro. <laughs> that is so crazy. Man. That's fucking bizarre, man. Jesus Christ. Well, all right. Let's see what else we got on the docket. Yeah. So. The whole saga with Ahmed, I want you guys to realize, is like part of a bigger picture of like how I travel. I always show up to a place and I'm very open-minded. I'm very receptive to how they do things. I'm just like, fuck it, let's just go with it. Let's just see what happens. And that's exactly what we did. The first video from our rag was like super loose, super relaxed. And then the next one where we met Ahmed, um, also very relaxed, I was just super open to the experience. And then like later we went home with Seal, Nahomo, no and he was like, Explaining all the things that Achman was doing wrong. Like he's a bad guy Like he was manipulating us blah 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 and then I rewatched the video and I'm like I started p- to put the pieces together. I was like, yeah, dude This guy's kind of fucked man. Like this guy's an asshole Like what did he actually want from us? And so the next day we like had our guard up. We did not leave the hotel one time We were like sketched out that he knew where we lived um, it, We just felt really uncomfortable man and then the next few days like an american got killed in baghdad it was like one of the first it was the first american to die in baghdad in five years the first american to get killed in five years he it was like a, a botched kidnapping and he got killed and just that combined with the augment thing i was like dude fuck this like let's just relax let's not trust people and we had our guard up a little bit for the rest of the time um and I feel like that happens to me all the time dude like I, I was living in Colombia same shit dude I was like super open to everybody and then I got robbed Right, and then I like gained the trust back and then someone got killed outside of my apartment It's just stuff like that um, I find is like a constant cycle with me man. So yeah, dude, it's all, it's all just part of the travel experience It's like very much a learning curve still I mean, I've been to almost 30 countries and I'm still like definitely learning how to travel where I feel like I just need to show up to a place and not trust people too much and also be open to the idea of like Okay, this is probably like really some complicated shit going on that. I am NOT gonna be able to summarize in like one paragraph (laughs) You know what? I mean, so yeah All right, so after Iraq I went to India I was gonna fly into Pakistan but the goddamn visa was taking so long It took like three weeks So I was like fuck this. I'm not gonna wait it out in in Iraq. I'm gonna fly to to India right so I flew into India and uh that's where we are right now, if you didn't know. And uh, it's an extremely dirty place. Extremely dirty, man. Like, easily the dirtiest place I've ever been in my life. I mean, just now, the the platform this tripod's sitting on. There's a thick layer of dust just covering here. I'll show you. Just covering everything. Yeah, it's just, um, it's everywhere, dude. It's everywhere. It's disgusting. I mean, if you like leave your motorbike sitting out for like a few hours. It's going to be covered in dust. Um, and that dust, you might be curious is fucking pollution. It's toxins from like fossil fuels, people burning plastic, um, people just burning their garbage, just people burning fucking everything. Um, it's just a filthy city, man. You walk outside, there's like vomit all over the street. There's like stray dogs, like just shitting on the floor. There's like, you know, cows just walking around eating garbage. Um, The air has this, like, sour, gross, like, stale smell to it. I don't know if you can see behind us. Today's actually not so bad, I gotta be honest. But usually there's, like, this thick cloud of dust that just covers the entire city constantly. And, like, it it hasn't rained here in a month. So, like, the dust is just being stirred up all the time. So, it's, um, it's some shit, man. It's it's fucking disgusting, if I'm being 100% honest with you. It's, uh... Like, people recommended I stay in, like, the bougie areas of New Delhi. They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to want to stay here. It's, like, clean. It's safe. blah blah, blah. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I want to, like, go hardcore. I want to, like, see what Delhi actually is. And that's where we are, guys. <clears throat> Honestly, bro, for, like, the first few days, it was nice. But it's just, it's fucking gross. And, like, literally, my lungs are feeling it. Like, I have, like, a sore throat from breathing in this dust. It's, like... Big fucking chunks of dust. It's like sand in the air dude like I was walking on the street the other day And I literally started having like a coughing fit because I inhaled like big sand particles I mean, it's it's like a sandstorm here. It's fucking disgusting, dude I don't know how people live here man like And this is the worst time of the year for the pollution because there's all this like fire in the north and the clouds are Flowing down south or whatever. I'm not a fucking weatherman, but it's like this is the worst time and so like a lot of people are getting sick dude like i was staying in pakistan where the pollution is also really bad over there and tons of people were getting sick like every every person in this house i was staying at was sick and they're like oh it's because it's cold oh it's because you're not wearing a jacket oh it's because you drink cold water it makes you sick and i'm looking it up and all that it's bullshit it's just the pollution dude it just makes people sick and it's just it just happens every year and they've like created these like false these like false things to blame for what is clearly happening via pollution i guess i just don't want to admit it i don't know i'm not really in a position to be like oh wag my finger and like say they should move because a lot of people are poor here man it's not like i'm gonna tell them to fucking pack up their whole life and move because there's like toxic death clouds in the air although that's probably what they should hear um yeah dude i was looking it up and fucking um it like takes two years two to five years off people's lives don't quote me on that i'm not fucking sandra gupta but um i wonder where he's from actually i wonder if he's from delhi but uh, motherfucking i don't know dude i'm not really in a position to lecture people i'm just me personally i'm like i'm ready to get the fuck out of here dude like these toxic fucking death clouds yeah they say like i was watching a documentary on it and like this this um Pulmonary surgeon, I think is that even a thing? I think I just made that up But this guy that works on people's lungs will tear them open and like there's no Normal lungs in Delhi because everyone's breathing in this Fucking dust. Oh, it's disgusting, dude So anyways, yeah, I'm very eager to get out of Delhi Um, Yeah, so basically I flew into Delhi and then I took a bus to Lahore, Pakistan, because the visa came in, I was like, fuck it, I paid all this money for the visa, it was like 130 bucks, I was like, fuck it, I might as well go to Pakistan. So I had this friend I met on couch surfing in London, and he plugged me in with a ton of his friends in Pakistan, and I stayed there for 11 days, and guess how much money I spent in 11 days? If you've already seen the videos, don't fucking spoil it, but... If you were to guess, right, like a cheap country, maybe like 20 bucks a day, 25 bucks a day, 15 bucks a day... 10 bucks a day no in 11 days i think i spent five dollars in total and then i met like a religious leader who was receiving donations and he gave me back five dollars so basically i am neutral i did not spend any money in 11 days in pakistan not a goddamn dollar i just spent the 130 bucks on the visa but we're not going to count that um Yeah, unreal like my money was not any good there like the saying is 100% true in Pakistan I could not get away with spending any money There's actually a video on my channel guys if you haven't please subscribe Please support your boy trying to make some internet money trying to live the dream out here There's a video on my on my channel Where I'm like looking for an ATM and they're like "No, no 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 ATM for you. You're not spending any money We're going to give you chai, we're going to give you banana milkshakes, we're going to give you street food, everything. I think I had like five chais that day because every person I saw, they're like, ah, come here, come here, drink a chai, drink a chai. So by the end of the day, I was like fucking gone on the chai, dude. Like head was spinning, nauseous, just fucking lit on this chai, dude. (laughs) God damn. Man, Pakistan was a good time, dude. And you know what, man? Pakistan, Iraq... Two places that people warn me about, like, oh, Taliban, ISIS, blah, blah, blah. And not to say those things don't exist. They do. They do exist in those countries. But the vast majority of people live normal ass lives. Fucking surprise, surprise. And um, I didn't encounter any of that. I didn't, I didn't feel unsafe at any time in either of those countries. Nothing but good vibes, um, except for Ahmed. But Pakistan was the same as Iraq, dude. Just, like, insanely generous people. I couldn't even pay for a hotel room. Like, people were like, no, 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 you're staying with me. I'm cooking you all your meals. I'm driving you everywhere. I'm going to show you my city. I cannot wait to show you Pakistan. Right? I think it was even a heightened level to Iraq. Like, it was better than Iraq, man, as far as hospitality. Like, money was no good there. Um, and, but I feel like there is a downside to that. Like, people were so eager to show me their country that they wanted to show me what they wanted to show me. Right? And that sounds really obvious. But, like... I enjoy solo traveling. I enjoy like getting off the beaten path. I love to like See things for myself, right? Like craft my own narrative like meet strangers in the streets And when people are so like hands-on with showing you their country, it's really hard to like Have those experiences so like it was almost like I was being babysat the whole time, which honestly was a little annoying um, I really want to go out and like explore like local areas and like no, no No, no you want to go here here here. I'll drive you I'll pay for everything and that's a really hard offer to turn down. <laughs> that's a really hard offer to say no to. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. And I feel like I ended up doing some really cool shit. I hung out with Guftar, like this really rich guy who inherited all this money from like he's like um direct descendant of Prophet Muhammad and like his ancestors are very important people in Islam, so that was fucking cool. That was something that was very unique and I'm really glad that happened. But a lot of other stuff that happened, I was just like, dude, like relax, like I don't know just I don't want to get too specific. I don't want to put anybody on blast because I'm really grateful for all the Hospitality, but there was a few times where I was just like dude I don't need like I was hanging out with with one guy and I was like in the shower and he's like knocking on the door Like hey, man, someone's here to see you and I'm like dude. I'm fucking busy like I'm in the bathroom I'm like getting ready like I'm having trying to have some personal time and I feel like the fact that I was staying at his house. He was able to So, yeah, I feel like they use the fact that I was staying with them and I was in their home, always around them to like control every bit of my experience, which I guess that's what the offer was. Right. Like, it's totally fair for them to do that. But after like a few days, I was just like, damn, dude, this is just so much. This is not what I'm used to at all. And uh, it got a bit overwhelming. Like I was not able to like have any autonomy over my experience. And I was just kind of like at the whim of whoever I was staying with, like I would wake up. Like thinking I had a free day to like edit videos or like maybe do something on my own explore the city and they're like No, 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 we have plans like we're gonna meet this guy this time We're gonna meet this guy this time and then we're gonna have dinner with these people We're gonna get drinks with these people and I'm just like god damn dude like I feel like I have no Say at all over what's going on, you know Um, It was just it was just too much man. It's just not how I prefer to travel so 11 days was plenty in Pakistan um, not to say I didn't have a good time there. I had a fucking amazing time. But it's just it was just a very intense, very like potent travel experience. Um, and by the end, I was fucking so exhausted, dude. And honestly, man, I got some really, really bad food poisoning in Pakistan. Like, some of the worst of my life. And it was from a goddamn kebab. A fucking kebab sandwich. I did not learn my lesson from Poland. <sighs> I was deathly ill, dude. Like, I was staying with a and his family like owns all this property all over pakistan and they put me up like they have a they have a fucking compound in like the city south of lahore like houses mosques shrines cemeteries like everything it's like a whole it's like a little town inside of their walls that they own and so they gave me a house for the weekend or for the night they let me stay in my own house like a two-bedroom apartment or no a fucking two-bedroom house with a patio and a kitchen and a dining room and like a sitting room and it was just it was insane it was a very nice accommodation um and they put me up in there and i just fucking destroyed that place with my vomit i felt so bad dude i woke up in the middle of the night and i knew i had to throw up like you know the feeling Whereas like okay this has to exit my body one way or the other but i was fighting it dude i was like fuck it i'm gonna go back to sleep i did the classic thing dude i did the same thing as i did on the bus in poland i was like i'm just gonna try to sleep it off and hopefully it just goes away and sure enough it didn't it didn't it's a good strategy though i mean it's it's decent it's like i don't want to deal with this right now i'm just gonna go back to sleep but i woke up at like two three in the morning and just violently chunked everywhere it was uh the kind of throwing up where the next day, you're sore. The next two or three days, you're sore. Like your whole core, your sides, your obliques, your fucking esophagus is just fucking shredded, dude. And not in the good way. Um, it was so bad, dude. And I texted Guftar in the middle of the night. I was like, dude, do you have anything? Like any medicine, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, dude, all the stores are closed, but I will send one of my like men in to watch you all night. So. One of his drivers came in and just watched me all night dude he was like just sitting by my bedside making sure i didn't like choke on my own vomit or i don't really know why he was there but it was really nice to have somebody it was like it was like being sick at your mom's house like someone just there to take care of you it was fucking top notch shout out to shout out to guvtar shout out to hussein the guys that that took care of me man they were like giving me medicine in the morning when the pharmacy opened up they were like giving me water and ice cubes and it was a it was a brutal experience, dude. I felt like I was at war. Like I had not thrown out that hard since I drank ayahuasca <laughs> in the fucking forest in Colombia. <laughs> but yeah, that was brutal dude, and that knocked me out for like three, four days, man. And getting back to the hospitality thing, right? I was really, really sick, man. Um, could barely walk, didn't really want to talk to anybody, didn't have any energy to do anything, no appetite. I was still, like, getting sick intermittently throughout the next day, and Guftar insisted we, like, go meet these people, he's like, oh yeah, come to this, come to this, come to this, you know, meet this guy, meet this guy, meet this guy, and it's just like, dude, I am not in a position to meet people right now, I am so tired, I just want to lay down, I need a fucking liquid IV, liquid IV, please sponsor this video, (laughs) because i feel like with the frequency with which i get food poisoning you might as well (laughs) it'll be very organic marketing um i was like dude i just don't have the energy for any of this and he's like showing me around all these people and like showing me off oh look this american guy's coming to visit me and and like it was just too much man and that that pakistani hospitality at a certain point is just like bro like just pump the brakes man relax like if you actually care about my well-being and you care about like how I view your country like you'll just fucking ease off dude You know, but I think they're like so aggressively like and that's another thing with two people in this part of the world They're very pushy They're very pushy in India and Pakistan like if they want you to get in a cab They'll be very pushy if like anytime someone's trying to pay at a restaurant They'll just like throw the money in someone's face They'll like shove past you in line and I feel like part of that is just where I am Geographically in the country. I've only been in North India and North Pakistan so um it could be like a regional thing it also could be a city thing you know just by the fact of being in a big city it's like people compared to new york to fucking kansas or whatever so i'm not saying everyone in this part of the world is like that but that was my experience like people are extremely pushy and i'm trying to tell people like and dude also like the next day i had plans with someone else like we're supposed to go out to dinner and then we're supposed to get drinks and then do a bike ride in the morning and I told him dude I was like dude I do not feel good like I'm not gonna be feeling good tomorrow for this bike ride and everything and this party and I'm like I can't drink alcohol and he's like okay well just let me know in the morning I was like dude I'm letting you know right now like I'm not coming and I just feel like he couldn't really take no for an answer and you know the most charitable interpretation of that is like he wants me to have a good time in his country he wants to show me around he wants to make sure I like see the best parts of it but at the end of the day like if I'm telling you I don't want to go I don't want to go It's really that simple like I'm fucking sick. I can't help this And to be honest you like getting sick was probably like one of the best things that could happen because it allowed me to like Give people a really good reason like hey, bro, relax. Like I just need some alone time I need to fucking not leave my hotel room or my fucking penthouse suite or wherever the fuck I was staying for like three whole days and I feel like they were just not prepared for that answer like I got some mm, passive-aggressive texts where people were upset with me for like not joining them for all the plans i had made without my even consent like i didn't even say i wanted to do this shit and they're just like yeah we're gonna do this 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 you're gonna meet these people blah 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 and so yeah i guess it was kind of a blessing in disguise where i could just like fucking relax and like have my own personal space for a few days so yeah one thing i will say if you're gonna come to this part of the world just be ready dude like you have to like develop your boundaries really firmly like Number one, know the prices of things. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter in Pakistan because you're not going to spend any fucking money. But know the prices of things before you come here. Do a little research on Google, um, and just have your nose ready. Like, be ready to say no to a lot of people. Like, it's really nice to be whisked away and to like do that thing for a few days. But after a while, like me personally, I just need to like have my own space, make my own choices, pay for my own shit. It was just, it was just a little too much for me, man. So. Yeah, if you come to this part of the world, just be ready. Like, you can't be pushed around here, man. You have to be really firm. And I feel like it's it's kind of changing me being here. Like, I push past people in line. Like, I, I'm a much harsher negotiator. Like, I just tell people no a lot more. It feels good, honestly. Like, I feel a lot sturdier as a man. Like, having, like, firmer boundaries around people that are, like, constantly trying to, you know, impede on those boundaries. So, yeah, just be ready, dude. It's, a, it's an intense part of the world, I got to say. And, yeah, it was kind of fucked, dude, because I felt like me being sick was, like, an inconvenience to them. Like, their plans that they had made for me, their friends, their, like, ego. Like, they want to show a white guy from America a good time. It was almost like they just quit considering my well-being and, like, my own, like, safety. (laughs) I don't want to be too dramatic, but, like, I was so fucking sick, guys. Um... And they were just, it was kind of all about them at that point. And like, they wanted to, like, be the guy that has the foreign tourists, that's staying with them, and is loving it, and blah, blah, blah. It almost seemed like a status thing. Which leads me to my next point. Okay, so, the whole thing with white privilege is, I feel like in America, it's grossly exaggerated. Like, yes, it does exist. To a certain extent, I don't really want to get into it too much, but I feel like, I don't know, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to get canceled, but... I feel like it exists it is grossly over exaggerated in the u.s so it's kind of made me jaded to the idea of oh yeah fucking my privilege yeah yeah yeah. like shut the fuck up and then i come to india you know iraq like different parts of the world and you actually see for yourself like dude it is so real here like so if you watch the video with Guftar and his uncle and i went to their compound and they gave me the royal treatment like i've never seen people be treated better than tourists than guftar's family was like they treat him so well and then his family treated me so fucking well so it was like i just ascended the social ladder like so fucking fast and like there's a caste system in india pakistan they say it doesn't exist anymore but i have a feeling that it does because what i saw was like a clear delineation between like lower caste and upper class we were the upper class obviously like nice house new car all kinds of cologne, new fucking watches and jewelry and shit. And then the people taking care of him were obviously not in the same stratosphere. It just makes sense, but like, one thing that made me feel real uncomfortable was we were sitting with his uncle and being like, waited on hand and foot, dude. Like, this guy that followed us around, he was like Guftar's right-hand man, and he was just there. Like, he was just always kind of there, like waiting in the corner to be beckoned, to be called. Um. And so, like, we're sitting on these, like, nice chairs, um, like, having a nice meeting with his uncle, blah blah blah, like, I felt like royalty, like, getting the royal treatment. And I look over, and then, like, the servants are all, like, sitting behind a wall, on the ground. It was, like, almost like a cartoon. Like, they were, like, peeking behind the wall to, like, make sure it was okay for them to be there, and, like, make sure if we needed anything or whatever. It just made me feel highly uncomfortable, man, because I had just crazy crazy imposter syndrome at that point because I didn't earn that in Any way like I'm just I just happened to be born in the US and they're giving me this like royal treatment with like some of the most Upper-class people in the entire country and it's just because I happen to be American I happen to be white like I can't imagine they would give me the same treatment if I was like Mexican-American or like black or It just felt fucked dude. It made me feel really gross like being in that situation where I'm like clearly this is white privilege going on like and i just felt gross dude I, I was like i just obviously like grateful for the experience and everything but it just felt wrong man like these these kids are like working their ass off to serve us and for what like i didn't inherit this money I, i'm not part of this family i'm not even pakistani like you're just giving me this they are just talking about it i feel fucking gross honestly um, but it, it definitely, like, enlightened me to the fact that, okay, white privilege is, is definitely a thing, definitely more so in, in India, Pakistan, than it is, than it is in the U.S. Um, yeah, that just, I did not feel comfortable, dude. Um, and just, yeah, like, the overall level of wealth that I experienced with Ahmed and Guftar it just, it just made me feel weird, dude, like, it kind of, like, reinforced the idea that, like, I like more shit like this, like, I'll gladly complain about the pollution, I'll gladly, like get ripped off a few times a day to like have a more authentic and like down to earth local experience and like be completely fucking removed from reality and like consequences and like i don't know dude i I really want you guys to watch the video and let me know what you think in the comments because uh that day i just felt very weird all right we're still going we're fucking trucking so yeah, next, the next move is I'm gonna fly home for Christmas. I'm gonna take like three weeks and go home and fucking chill, dude. I'm so burnt out on traveling. I just need to like relax. I just need to relax for a few days and just like not, not make any plans. Jesus Christ. Been full send since, since uh, Ukraine. The last four months have just been uh, absurd as far as like the pace of everything. So I'm ready to just fucking kick it, bro. Um, oh yeah, obviously came back to India. Um, and then from here i'm gonna go to well i'm not gonna tell you where i'm gonna go but we're not gonna take flights for a little while so i'm excited to see where where that takes us um so i'm flying home right i have a layover in london uh for two days so i need a couch to stay on for two days and there's a website called couch surfing if you guys haven't heard of it it allows you to stay for free on strangers couches all over the world you have to make a profile it's like verified host whatever you send an application it's I don't want to say it's legit because I've had some very shady experiences on couchsurfing, but if you do your research, it's not half bad, okay? So I'm on the website. I'm sending all these applications in London. I send 21 fucking applications, dude. I spent like two hours just crafting all these unique applications, sending them out to people, right? No one gets back to me within a few hours, and then I start getting all these denials. Like one guy denies me, another guy denies me, another guy denies me, and then one guy gets back to me, and he's like, yeah, you can come stay. Yeah, feel free. You can stay for one night. I'm like, okay, cool. Dang. Great. Thank you so much. It turns out he's a fucking nudist, dude. He's a nudist. He's going to be a naked guy walking around the apartment. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, the only guy that approved me is fucking naked. Like, does he want to fuck me? Dude, I've had some weird experiences on couch driving, man. Like, with gay men. Like, just being very pushy. Not respecting boundaries. Like, inappropriate touching. Like, be really careful on couch driving, guys. Um yeah honestly i could i can't rightfully recommend you use it it is a risky website but because of shit like this like fucking gay guys like wanting to walk around naked like obviously they're trying to fuck dude right or is that just me obviously they're trying to fuck it's just ah fuck dude it's just annoying like i go from pakistan india where like people are so willing and ready to offer their couch to offer everything to you and then i'm like Apply to a few, a few places in London. Actually, not a few, fucking 21. I applied to 21 places and no one says yes. And the only guy that says yes <laughs> is gonna be naked. It's just like, god damn, dude. Welcome back to the Western world. But uh, it's only gonna be for a few days and then I'm gonna fly back to India and then we're gonna keep cooking east, bro. I hope to be in Japan within the next few months, dude. Like, this is the last leg, baby. So, Thank you guys so much for walk- watching this front of the video. Thank you guys so much for liking, commenting, sharing the videos. For just supporting your boy, man. Because, honestly, like, I thought the channel was going to be a lot bigger by now. It's fine. You know what I mean? It's totally fine. I- I'm doing it for the love of the game. I'm doing it to share the world with you guys. And I'm just doing it because I fucking love it. But um, there have been a few days where it's, like, it's been a bit tough, man. To, like, find the motivation. To, to like, find the will to keep going. So I really I really fucking appreciate you guys watching Um, While the channel is still so small, like, I really appreciate, like, all the support you can give, man. So, it really, really means a lot to me, dude. Like, just knowing that, like, people are watching this and, like, they actually care what I'm doing. And, um, yeah. So, really, thank you guys so much. Uh, Well, that's it from India. Take one last look at the filth. (laughs) Ah, one last here. One last listening of the horns. Ah, take it in, guys. All right. Thanks for watching, guys.